Thursday evening, everybody. I know we're a little late. You know, we normally come in 730. You know, we try to get you off the bed on a reasonable time. So we're going to try to get this through. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG, sitting in with the incomparable, uh, probably one of the biggest, one of the biggest Climax fans you've ever seen. Oh, don't slap me because I'm not in the mood. <laughs> no, 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 yo, that is the wrong group to say. <laughs> I used to listen to Climax so much. I knew their album forward back. <laughs> Between that and Dream Girls, the musical boy, uh-uh. Nah, nah, man, that's crazy. We, we yeah, buddy. <laughs> and that's the Midnight Rider, you know. You always got to get in here early because we probably sell out in a day or two. We got the ladies oh. climaxing like we met in the ladies' room. So, um, also, I ain't want to tell you, I ain't want to spoil the surprise. Okay, That's something new for you. Today's show is bringing brought to you by Not a Goddamn Soul. Not a Goddamn Soul will help you get your podcast off the ground. If you're a virgin in podcast and you need somebody to help get you started, come to Not a Goddamn Soul. All right, let's go. <laughs> hey, we coming out that wazoo with the sponsorships, baby. Oh man, uh, let's hit this thing running. First up, the ESPN article that was published. What was it? Yesterday, day before yesterday, day before yesterday. All right, I'll let you take over. No, no, no it's, it was yesterday. Okay. Uh, I, I'm losing days. Don't worry about me. Oh, um, believe me. I thought the day was Wednesday. So yeah. Uh, so basically, this article kind of talks about, in the words of some people, the demise of Dan Snyder. Um, there's actually some thought in the article that um, Dan was, after the suspension and everything, Dan was kind of in the clear. And they, they state this on the article. And then this whole Rudin email case and the um, kind of brought up some things. And then all of a sudden, Congress starts digging around. And that's how we end up here. Um, and then the beauty of the story is it talks about um, the other layers that are involved in some of the leaks and some of the things that happen. Um, there's accusations about Rock Nation being involved because Rock Nation and um, the Snyders, they share a law firm. And this law firm is known for being very aggressive and hard-hitting and attacking when they try to go after people. Um, they actually, I think, were involved with the Alex Rodriguez case. Um, I don't know the, the specifics in that, but that's one of the things that was brought up. Um, in terms of the other layers is Goodell's involvement. Um, there's some speculation that Goodell and Sn used Snyder as a hit piece to get to Gruden. Um, so, so this thing kind of if there was a mushroom cloud that we were waiting for in terms of getting everybody involved, this actually kind of makes Dan Snyder not look as bad. So that's the other part. It kind of puts the NFL in a bad light and makes kind of takes some of the, the, the pressure and the stuff off of him. And I can only imagine if this case that Gruden has comes into light. And you're going to see 30 – Billionaire white males with conversations that they thought were private. And some words can be said. And some people may end up having to question how much they want to support this league, knowing what some of these owners have said or might have said. And I'm going to use the word allegedly because I don't know what was said. Okay. I, I got a rebuttal for you. First of all, Ross. Thank you for staying up with us. You know, we 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 know Ross is about to tap. Yeah, you know, you know, you know how in WWE when you got the sleeper hold on and the arm go up and it come down and go up and it come down, and then you get the one that uh that's Ross. He holding on. Appreciate that, brother. Uh I know we late. I know we late. Now, here's my thing. We talking about what potentially could have been said in these emails that they don't want to come out. But here's the thing. 
Jerry Jones has said things uh, publicly, yeah. especially t- from 2016, you know, during the whole uh, the Black Lives Matter protest, you know, from hands up, don't shoot to the kneeling. He said things that should make you question what he would say behind closed doors. If he had enough. No, let me rephrase that. If his no, you, you right roots were as big to say that in the media. I can only imagine what he says behind closed doors. And he is one of the owners. I know he's not the only. He's one of the owners that has a plantation mentality. And most people may not agree with that. You can see it. Then you have your Lamar Hunts, who's more progressive, uh, more in touch. You You wouldn't expect that from Lamar Hunt or anybody. Can't hide it. Oh, <laughs> you, I mean, you wouldn't was- expect that from anybody like him. But from what I hear, Gruden has enough ammo and firepower that he says, oh, I can burn the NFL to the ground. How yeah. true? No, I mean, you got to realize that there are – 67,000 emails that have been turned in for this case. So you might as well hit the self Rollins music. Burn it down. <laughs> but here's a question. And this is a, another question to follow it up. These emails were leaked allegedly by Bruce Allen. Okay? Well, let's go back. So the the start is there. There's the, the thought is Emails were leaked by Dan trying to make Bruce look like he was the, the supervillain involved in this whole thing. Even to a point where he thought that Dan that Bruce would get blamed for stuff even when Bruce wasn't here. Mm. So that was the that's the impetus of that or the beginning. Um, just in case you, you didn't know what impetus means. Um, but <laughs> not you, I'm just saying people in general. You can't just I can't throw words out there sometimes. You know, um, but not seriously. Um, so after that, then the nation, because their confidence for Snyder comes into question, uh, then there's questions about even, so there's even allegedly a story in this, in this article about um, D. Maurice Smith um, actually leaking stuff because at the time they're saying that he was, they were thinking about voting him out or not extending his time as, uh, the head of the president, I mean, of the Players Association. And, of course, some of the stuff that got leaked about him, they're saying that he had a part in leaking that out. And that possibly helped save his job and helped him stay in office instead of getting voted out. So there's in this article, there's a lot of different things. And the crazy thing is um, your man, Doc Walker, always says there's a hero that needs to come along. Well, this story, I don't think there's a single hero in the story. I think this is like villain on villain crime. So this is this is crazy uh, that it even comes out, and it's kind of ironic. Comes out the week before. So so it's it's amazing how we get this timing. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and take that from here. Uh, Raw says Jerry Jones is part of the Good Old Boys Network. I agree with that. Uh, Keith says doesn't take any. Anything off of Snyder just puts more heat on the league. League is still getting heat, and rightfully so, for not releasing that Wilkerson report, which is true. I agree with that. Which will probably never happen since it probably hurt the league financially. That's true. Well, let's not forget we got the other report too. And here's my thing. I'm not saying any 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 um <laughs> Ben Conti at the at, at the Badu concert. He's at the Badu concert. Oh, he, not me. Oh, yeah, he's at. Oh, he had, oh, that, oh, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, All right, shit. And he's still tuned, and that's loyalty right there. <laughs> um, but don't take what I'm saying and saying you know I'm taking pressure off of Danny Boy. Don't put, put the press on him too. Put the press on him too, and Edwin, most deaf will always be that guy. I, I agree. That, let, Let's not even start that. Let's not start I, this one. 
we, 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 we will save the most death. You know what? We'll save that next Thursday. Next Thursday. Let's go. Let's do a hip-hop section next Thursday. Since the, the news is going to be slow. No, actually, next no, next Tuesday. Because next Thursday is going to be the sale. Or right. hopefully the sale. So let's say next Tuesday. Let's let's try let's try a little hip hop talk. Gotcha. I'm with it. Um, now don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take any pressure off of Dane. Put all the pressure on him because what he did was wrong. Everything that he's done that came out, and even the stuff we don't know about, is wrong. I just don't want it to seem like he's the only one that does wrong. Now, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh Darimple. The one that was taking pictures of the cheerleaders in mm-hmm. Dallas. That got swept under the rug. He was allowed to retire, and I don't even think he faced any type of charges. No. That no, was came from that. It, it, you heard nothing. And I'm like, yeah, that's not even but, what we what, what you want to hear. But if these emails are gonna be leaked, or they're gonna be released, you know what it means? If, if oh because the needs to fire its Lord law team. Yeah, they keep taking L's. You can't keep taking L's and, and still represent the one of the most powerful leagues. But um, you can't you, get you can't get floors in arbitration, and you can't get this in arbitration. Like what are they doing? They're losing and they're gonna lose a lot. That may, hopefully that end it spells the end of Roger Goodell's tenure. Because since he's been commissioner. We had what 25 years of from what was it 89 to 2006? We had a taglia boo, something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't quite 20 years, but I know it was 89 because Super Bowl 25 was his first Super Bowl. Comparing what happened during his tenure, the expansion, salaries growing, money coming in, then all of a sudden Goodell comes in, he's supposed to be oh, well, we're going to hire a special counsel to do this, this, and this, but you're the judge, jury, and executioner. You know, you, it's a lot going on there, and I think he needs the role. And then uh, Ross says, uh, how is Larry Michael tied into this? He stepped down and no one said anything. Oh, they said a lot about Larry Michael. He was a part, he was a special counsel, quote unquote, to Daniel Snyder to get the outtakes of the cheerleaders from when they were changing the body paint uh, pictorials and everything. Allegedly. I said quote unquote allegedly. But I forget what they called him. He had DVDs that they had made allegedly. This is what came out allegedly. They had DVDs made and it would be nip slips and things like that. And he made sure Snyder got it. He rolled out and he retired. Everybody's like, damn, where's he going? What's going on? And it all came out a week after. But you ain't heard nothing else. You haven't heard anything else. And that's that that's crazy because a lot came out about Larry Michael in the building about allegedly being a creepy dude, in, 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 you know, of, of the team. You know, women getting uncomfortable around him type thing. You know, anytime you got to tell women not to walk a certain way at Redskin Park, you know, not to go around through a certain area. But allegedly, well, I know what's not allegedly. We know of the shit show that was there before because Alex, the Alex Smith injury wouldn't have never happened if John Gruden, I'm sorry, if Jay Gruden didn't get pissy with Capri Bibbs for busting one of the one of the receptionists, which was his side chick. And that's a that's a known fact. That's privileged information. So consider yourself privileged. How do we get to it's the it was a cesspool in that building. It didn't just start at the top. The cesspool, all the sewage was from the top to the bottom, from the rooter to the tutor. Okay. It was a cesspool. And unfortunately, it was so much going on. And it's just, yeah. That's see Ross, no, that's it was Gruden's side chick. But here's the thing. 
Now we can take it back a little bit further about the cesspool. Before these emails even leak, before any of this stuff happened, you remember a guy named uh DJ Swearinger? Oh god. You remember he said all of this stuff was he said a lot of things were going on in the building. He said a lot of things were going on in the building. And nobody everybody dismissed him as being crazy and disgruntled. No, we we dismissed them for being crazy and disgruntled because they always came only after losses. They didn't come after wins. He was happy to go lucky after win. After a loss, there was always something this, something I ain't do this. And then every time I watch a highlight, I always saw DJ Swearinger in chase mode. That's all I'm gonna say. All well, I'm gonna say. When, when, when he if said, if you look at if you look at the top 100 for the, the year they after that, there was like Saquon Barkley. There was whoever Dallas's running back was. There was whoever the receivers were. They were all running. And there was a familiar dude in the back corner of the screen running behind him. He wore 36. You might know him. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. What he was saying was true. And everybody just because he was, oh, he's disgruntled. He was telling the truth. And I was on his side from day one when he said it. I said, all the truth is going to come out. I said, he's not going to come out and say these type of things. I said, this is why we don't win. We got a coach that's entirely too friendly with his players, and you're not holding them accountable. But it was deeper than that. So, I mean, you know, everything has to come to light, but it don't have to just come. I don't want everything to come to light in Washington. I want things to come to light in Jacksonville, what happened down in Miami. Houston, that's going to be a bombshell that changes the, the position and the axis. That's going to throw the world off its axis. But I think some of this is going to – they're going to cut this down to some degree. Of course. They're going to manage everything out. Um, And I think Gruden's going to help take some of this out too. As much as he wants to burn the earth, he, he's going to understand that he's part of something that – that it's not he's not alone, but he needs to also maintain that they can still get to him as much as he can get to them. Well, next question. Impact on sale. Now we supposed to have a sale. Danny Boy's supposed to be out. If all this stuff comes out, even if it all doesn't come out by next Thursday, will we still have a sale? So I don't know if I forward this to you. And I apologize in advance if I didn't, but there was like a tweet in the middle of the night, like at, literally at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, like Nikki Giovala and um, Mark Maskey dropped something saying that there's some questions about the sale and this possibly impacting the sale because I think it's Michelle Snyder, one of the sisters or whatever, um, they're talking them not wanting to say on the affidavit, them not wanting to give indemnification to the league over this this Gruden case. So there's a bunch of legal jargon um, that's above my pay grade uh, and above my understanding. So I'm not going to try to sit here and break it down for you because I just don't want to do that, um, do this case a disservice by trying to do that. So basically the gist is that might become a situation later on or before we get to, to th Thursday of next week. Um, they and the company are still trying to throw smoke or logs on the fire and see if they can finagle something last minute out, out of this out of this sale. Uh, maybe a couple another couple million or so. I don't know what it is, but I think this is just kind of Dan being Dan and just being a poor businessman and just not letting this go. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. <laughs> if this impacts the sale in any way and we have to wait i don't give a damn if we gotta wait another hour i'm gonna be pissed so, a lot of us are gonna be pissed so my um favorite historian um i was watching i was listening to um my guy chris russell um he was talking today about the worst seasons in Redskins history um, in the Diane Snyder era. I know you know a couple of them or you know the descriptions of some of them. 
Do you have one that sticks out to you as just like the worst or the one you just remember the most? And the Daniel Snyder era. So that's so that's ni- pretty much 99 or I guess that was 2000 on. So 2000. No, he, he was he was here for 99. So 99 to 2023. Hmm. 24 years. Worst season. If I had to pick one. I think I would say 2013. Why? That's the Shanahan season, right? Yeah. We just coming off a division win. And okay, RG3 is coming back, but he's hurt. All in for week one, baby. All in. They let him talk his way into that. And they let him talk his way into that. When it was just a baby. Or is that a Daniel M. Snyder thing? I think Daniel's because you know one thing about it. Before you go further, did you get him a wedding gift? Get who a wedding gift? Griffin, RG three. That's my quarterback. You didn't get him a wedding gift. As much as I, I and that was my line with him too. That's my quarterback. Right. You know. Nah, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I, I thought he had already got married. I didn't know he got married. Okay, so maybe I sent him a pic. This picture I got hanging in the hallway of him. I sent him that. Like, hey, here's a picture of yourself. I got a um. I got him a spatula with the number ten engraved in it. I'm joking. Uh, shit, I'm gonna say cool beans, man. <laughs> like that. But 2013 because we're coming off a division when really and truly spitballing here. Don't take it, just take it for what it's worth and me thinking about it. That Seattle game was one. I think once they went up 14 0, they should have pulled RG3 and let Kirk finish that game because he had obviously tweaked his knee. He didn't want to come out yet, but I would have pulled him and let Kirk finish that game, win that game. Uh, that would have put them in the divisional round, and I think it was cupcakes the rest of the way. And I think Kirk could have beat the cupcakes. I think they could have went as no less than NFC Championship game that year. So, see, but, the game. Go ahead. but remember, if they would have pulled, if they would have pulled RG3, he was limping, but he hadn't really hurt himself yet. No, he had. It wasn't as bad as it did. No, as it was so, 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 no. And I heard him scream. I cried, though. I cried. So the knee had popped on that, that thing. Right, it popped in. So everything else was just like I don't, I can't say he did more damage. Um, because I'm not a um kinesiologist or a person that <laughs> that sounds like the right term. I don't know if it is or not, but you know, so I don't know about the ligaments in the knee and all that stuff, but um well, I, just I, think, I put my diagram out, so go ahead. More about it's all good. Um, I just think in that situation, it was kind of one of those um, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Because you pull them, and then like he goes south. Then the, the, the fans are like, well, why did you pull him? He wasn't that hurt. They're not going to care about the limping and all that. It's going to be a sh- – and then if they make it seem like he pulled himself, then it becomes Jay Cutler all over again where he didn't, he didn't have the need or the fire to want to continue the game. So it was kind of – I thought they were in a bad situation the whole time as this was going on. Here's the thing. When he dropped that ball and he went to bend down and his leg gave out, the mics picked it up. Most people probably don't remember it. I remember it. He was hollering. And the trainers came out there and they went and they went to go touch me. He said, oh, my God, don't touch it. I said, he's done. Immediately, I was like, he's done. Said that's it. It's over. Season's done. It should be no way in four hills. If it, you know what, it's it's kind of reminiscent if you ever watched uh Friday Night Lights. It's kind of reminiscent of Booby Miles. He shouldn't have played. Right. He and if he was gonna play, he should have been a decoy. I got you. 
We couldn't have been 100%. And then we come back the following season, all in for week one, and we lay a fucking A. What do we go, 4-12 and 12 that year? 3-13? 4-12. Like After we go 10-6 and six and go on a magical run, I would have I would preferred Kirk started 2013 and let RG3 work his way, start him on a puck and work his way back, get back into a rhythm, get fully healthy. But that's where the, the, the poor ownership comes into play because the owner – Back the kid, not the the coach. Not the coach. Well, rings, and then all of a sudden, now we're sitting here in a situation where we don't, um, we end up playing a guy that isn't ready to play. He gets hurt with that, but on this is twenty four something a month. But just that season becomes the worst season because once you get to like the last, once you know Shanahan is pretty much gone. Every week there was a new leak, a new story. Like we had more pub publicity before the game, and it was we were more interesting before the game than we ever were during the game. So that's that's what made 2013 bad for for me, and I put 13 as the worst. Um, Three and 13, right? So I think 2019. That's the season before we get um, riverboat riverboat run. That's my number two. And the reason it's number two is because I'm not even going to do that to you. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to play nice today. No, no, no. Um, I'll play nice. No, 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 no. Because I was going to mess with you and say um, Dwayne Haskins. But it wasn't really about him. It was about the the dysfunction um, with Bill Callahan. Um, you're number one, too. Um, <laughs> Bill Callahan. And um, it seemed like the dude had a golf appointment after every game. So he would just run the ball because he didn't believe in Dwayne. Um, you can't tell me any different. Even though Dwayne played somewhat, he had flashes, but I don't think there was a belief system there. It was either that or um, Callahan believed in his tee times more than he believed in his quarterback. Um, the other thing that happened in that stretch was I think that season, well, I don't even think, I know, they played the Jets. And I think I had, I gamble, I bet that they wouldn't get over like ten points. And I had this bet for like weeks. I had, I did like three weeks of them not scoring over ten because it felt like the offense was hand the ball off. Let's get out of dodge. Let's get home. I get over to um, pres- late presidential and get my eighteen in or get my nine in for the day. I mean, it was just terrible. It's some of the worst football I watch, but it wasn't worse than that 2013 season. Let, 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 let me – you talked about 2019. 2019, you picked – great draft. No, it wasn't. You had Montez Sweat, Terry McLaurin, Wes Martin, uh, Bryce Love, Cole Holcomb was in that draft, Kelvin Harmon, the people's corner, Jimmy Moreland. So yeah, four plays out of that draft. The, okay, okay, it, it was a pretty damn good draft. Okay, you, you, I'm not gonna say great. It was a pretty damn good draft. I just want just potential, potential. Wes Martin was gonna was you know gonna be that guy. Ross Pishbacher was gonna be that guy. You know, for a John Thompson guy, you have a lot of love for potential. That's all I'm gonna say. Potential gets you fired, but no, it is. I, I I I saw. I thought Jimmy Moreland was. I thought he deserved more time. I loved him in the slap, but that's. Let's not get on the subject. All right. Um. You have Dwayne Haskins, right? Dwayne Haskins was not wanted by Jay Gruden. He was not wanted by pretty much any person that said that had a title, football or football operations. In their name, the only person that was there was a, this is a two man show. This was a Bruce Bruce Allen Dan Snyder pick. They and were the only two. Let, let, let me let me let me say this. His last season at Ohio State, right? He started fourteen games, thirteen and one as a starter. Completed seventy percent of his passes. Four thousand eight hundred thirty one yards at nine point one yards per pass. 50 touchdowns over eight interceptions with a 174.1 rating. 
His numbers, his numbers that one year in college were better than Daniel Jones' whole college career. You think I wouldn't want Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones? But you don't want Daniel. The problem is you don't want Haskins in the first round. Like I was yelling at my TV, draft the end. Burn. I think Burns got taken right before Montez. I mean before um Haskins. So I was like, get, get the DN, get the DN now. You can get quarterback later because I didn't see. I apologize, but I just didn't see him as a as a as a first round guy. I thought maybe if you can get him in a second, then you had your bet a little bit. Or even if you come back up in the first round and get him at 31 or 30, if he's still there, that's the better move. But I mean, JT Barrett had a great career at Ohio State. He put up great numbers. Cardell Jones put up great numbers there. I'm not Smith put up great numbers there. And, and I, I'm not trying to diminish Haskins' stats. I just didn't feel like he was the play at that point. That's that's that that was me. All draft day, I wanted the defensive end, and then we go from there, and we figure out quarterback a little bit later on, because um, I thought some of the quarterbacks were just on the same level. I thought there was there wasn't a big drop off. I'll say this about 2019: it was nature versus nurture. You saw a difference with Dwayne under Callahan as opposed to Dwayne under Jay. Dwayne under Jay looked like he was really unprepared. And they were saying, oh, he's not even getting first team reps. He's not getting the snaps. And he's everybody says he's doing the work. Even players are questioning why is this cat not getting first team reps? Just a little bit. Work him in there slowly. Jay didn't want to work him. Callahan wanted to. Callahan said, I'm going to work him. I'm going to simplify the playbook. I'm going to make him comfortable. And we saw the flashes. We The Detroit game, we saw the flashes. Go ahead. No, because that game is the antithesis of why that season, that so the Detroit game and the Philly game were two games that if their quarterback was competent, neither one of those games would have been close. They had, they had in both of those games, they had turnovers where they took over the ball, plus 50 side of the field. They barely moved the ball. They moved the ball like 14 or 15 yards to get in the field goal range. They had his kick long field goals, and thankfully their kicker made those field goals. Like it, it was, it was offensive ineptitude at its finest. Dog, I took the under on this team in like three games. It's it's and it's not this isn't me bashing Dwayne. This was me bashing the whole thing because I thought it was a shit show. And I'm gonna say it that way. Because I I heard rumors and I'm gonna go with the allegedly because we need to always say allegedly. But allegedly I heard stuff like um when the game plan came out, like Callahan was taking it to, to Bruce and then they would adjust the, the game plan. And this is when Jay was still in power. They were usurping his power. They, like, that's part of the reason why Kevin O'Connell really did. That's one of the other things that Kevin O'Connell didn't really want to stay here for. Okay. I'll say this. I think that's kind of the reason why his stipulation, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going I'm to I'm let it be. But I think, and I'm going to go with it allegedly again. I think his knowledge or him seeing that, that in place, made him leery when Ron came in because Ron was going to hire him as the OC, but he told Ron, I want to hire my own staff. He did that for, he wanted that for a reason. And that's because he didn't want nobody behind his, going behind his back, stabbing him in the back, doing what Callahan was doing to Gruden. And that's, that's my, this is, this is Midnight Rider speculation. Midnight Rider, wild speculation. That's what this is. Wild speculation, baby. Here's the thing. I'm not going to even, even if Dwayne was still with us in, 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 in the physical and if he was still with the team, I saw not, it wasn't potential. I knew what the kid could do. I knew what he could do, but I say this all the time. I don't want, and BJ says it too, you don't, 
get a quarterback and make him fit your system. You make the system fit around that quarterback. You show you do things to highlight his strengths and you do other things to highlight his uh, diminish his weaknesses. So you don't see him. You make him hide behind the veil and you work on those weaknesses week by week, day by day. If a coach does not work with you. What can you expect? What can you do? If I brought you in right now and told you, well, you here, but I'm not going to let you run with the ones. I'm going to let you run the scout team. But you're, a number, you're the number one draft choice of the team. How would that make you feel? Wouldn't that make your confidence go down? No, I can't earn my spot. The thing and is, I'm not worried about the dude in front of me because I'm going to I'm going to be the one that makes a difference. I'm going to – it's going to get to the point where everybody – that's watching is going to know, all right, this dude's ready. And then, and then it becomes a thing. It puts the pressure on the coach. Get that. But if you got a coach that's hell bent on never playing you, never starting you, unless he really has to, you're never going to crack that. You're never going to get around that. And, and it'll come out. Like the, the beat reporters will come out and they will make, they will have their, like, like there will be articles about it and, and things of that nature. Oh, such and such is doing this in 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 um the scout team. He's really looking impressive. Um, maybe this should be an option. Maybe this should be an option. Yeah, but they were ready. They were so ready to get rid of Jay that it didn't matter. When the beat reporters get to talking, then you get shit like the legend of John Beck. And the worst thing that ever happened. No, 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 no. The worst thing that ever happened to the legend of John Beck was he actually played. That's the worst thing that ever happened. John Beck was not a product of the media. John Beck was a product of John Beck. <laughs> John Beck would go, he went on every show, talked to anybody and everybody with a microphone. And the problem was that was the year of the strike. So you really didn't have an offseason. And that's when they also made that deal where basically if you wanted to sign a free agent, you had to give up like a compensatory pick. So that's why free agents didn't move that season. That's why we ended up with guys like Roy Dale Williams um, and, and company, Joey Galloway. You know, that's why that team had all those guys on there because you couldn't really get the real free agents unless you wanted to give up something to get them. So that's what that was. That wasn't that that that, that wasn't a media thing. That was John Beck taking advantage of there's nobody in the arena. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm the greatest fighter ever. And now you got – and then in the worst game I ever saw a quarterback play was that Buffalo game. I think he got sacked 10 times. And, like, Roy Halu had, like, 25 catches. Yeah. Uh, and no pass went past, like, three yards past the line of scrimmage. Check down. Yeah. Now, uh, Ross say uh, there, wasn't the, there wasn't the right people in place to develop Dwayne. I agree. Washington has struggled for years developing talent. Yeah. because And it, it seems that we get talent. And that talent leaves here and go and do something else somewhere else. Name the last guy. Name the last guy for what? That that had talent that we didn't develop, and he went somewhere and got good. The only viable options are Ryan Clark and Antonio Pierce. But go ahead. I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> Ryan Clark and Antonio Pierce. Uh, guy that we didn't, didn't develop. Damn, you put me on the spot. Now I got to fucking think. Nah, we, hey, you can bring it back Tuesday. You can go do some research. Okay. And unfurl the scrolls in your basement because I know you got like a little room where you got to cut on the light, light the candle. There's people going, oh, 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 as you walk through the halls to get to your scrolls. Well, I'm good with that. I'm sorry. It's, it's late. I mean, you, you ain't got to tell people what's going on in my house. <laughs> Because I, I I keep I can go I can go on and on. How far you want me to go back? Nah, just I want I want in the last ten years because that gives me from thirteen to twenty three. Because like I, people say that and never mind. We'll take care of that Tuesday. That's on Tuesday. And Beck was some ish. Hey. Yes, Beck Beck was some shit. He was. He was. Uh, but. Like we were saying, we, we were talking about impact on the sale. It's a lot that goes on with the sale of this team. And I'm and even Raw said that he would be pissed. He said same if Danny does not get rid of this team. Come on, comment, show up. There you go. Raw says same. 
We all gonna be pissed. The whole nation's gonna be pissed. Like, get Danny up out of here. All right. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, just think there's a backup date, I think, of August the 8th. So maybe we don't have this rectified then on the 20th. Maybe the 8th becomes the date of freedom. I don't know. Not to put that out there, but just it's a possibility. It's a possibility. All right. Hall of Fame season is here for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've had so many arguments over the years of uh, who should be in and who shouldn't be in. And uh, guy, like I remember somebody told me Warren Moon would never make the Hall of Fame. I said he's the most prolific passer in football history. Oh, but that you can't count what he did in CFL because Dan Marino's top. I said we're talking. This is not the NFL Hall of Fame. This is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a difference. I'm not going to say that comment. Go ahead. It's a difference. Uh, but semifinal semifinalist list is out. I mean, I, I can read them all off. Here's a for the Hall of Fame class of 2024. Quarterback Ken Anderson, the Tank Otis Anderson, Carl Banks, Maxie Bond, Larry Brown, Mark Clayton. Charlie Connolly, Roger Craig, uh, Henry Ellert, Randy Grandishere, the Judge Lester Hayes, Chris Hinton, Cecil Isbell, Jake Joe Jacoby, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Mike Ken, uh, Bob Kuchenberg, George Kunz, Albert Lewis, Jim Marshall, Clay Matthews Jr., Mongo McMichael. Ed Meadnor, uh Stanley Morgan, Tommy Nobis, Art Powell, Sterling Sharp. Ed who? Huh? Ed who? Meador? Meador. Meador. Oh, Meador. Meador. Okay, I thought you said Meador. I was like, what? <laughs> what the hell we got going on here? My bad. Sorry. Sophomore. Steve Tasker, Otis Taylor, Everson Walls, Al Wister. And then for the for, uh, coach contributor semifinalists are Bud Adams, Bud Adams, uh, Rune Aldrich, C.O. Brocato, Tom Coughlin, Alex Gibbs, Ralph Hay, Mike Holmgren, Bucky Kilroy, A. Kodal, Robert Kraft, Elmer Layden, Jerry Markbreak, Virginia McCaskey, Rich McKay, John McVeigh, Art Modell, Buddy Parker, Carl Peterson, Dan Reeves, Art Rooney Jr., there's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Marty Schottheimer. <laughs> uh, Jerry Seaman. George Seifert. Uh, Mike Shanahan. Seymour Siwoff. Jim Tooney. Lloyd Wells. Lloyd Wells is the name that I was trying to think of a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the pipeline between HBCUs and Kansas City Chiefs. It was Lloyd Wells and John Wooten. So, with that being said, with those names, I think we will we get 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not doing we're not doing the selection show right now. No, we're not gonna we're do the selection. Doing that. We're not. I'll give you two. I'm gonna let you have two. Because I still get a little too happy when you was reading those names. And I'm sitting here shaking my head. So you get two. You get <laughs> one player and one coach. No, no, no. I need no, more no, no. This, this is just this is just for the day's exercise. <laughs> I, need, I need more than one play. Because no, 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 I need you, I need this to mean something to you. You know okay. what I'm saying? I need you to I need you to actually hone down and and, and actually make a, a decision. All right. You, know, you gotta disappoint somebody's wife and kids and have them crying because the hall ain't come knocking on the door. Get one player. One player and one coach. That's it. Well, my coach is Lloyd Wells. That's your player, isn't it? No, that's my coach. Okay. Lloyd Wells. My player, if I got to choose one player, Roger Craig. He's supposed to have been in the hole a long time ago. He has everything that is Hall of Fame worthy. Record setter, Super Bowl champion. It's catfish, man. He's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. But if I had to go off of this list, 
of players that should be getting calls, along with Roger Craig, man, it's a lot. Like you could build a great, a great Hall of Fame class this year with this because every, almost everybody on it now. I don't understand how Darren Woodson is not on this list as a semifinalist. Is that the full list of semifinals, or because yeah, that's, that's the full? The only reason I'm asking is because I I know they've been releasing it in pieces. No, that's the whole. That's the full sixty people. So your boy Joe Jacoby didn't make this list, right? He's on this list. He is on this list. Yep. But you chose Roger Craig over your boy. If I gotta choose one, I'm just asking questions, KG. I'm not I questioning got- your loyalty to the Redskins and your fandom. I'm just asking. If I gotta choose one, of course I'm gonna go with Roger Craig. Of course I want Jake to get in. No problem. Okay. He should have been here. I think the. You Again, know these are just questions, KG. I'm just asking questions. Okay. You know what? And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be honest with it, and I'm going to be quick. There's no way in four hells that the Hogs alone as a group, if you didn't want to put them in individually, fine, but the Hogs as a group should be in the Hall of Fame. You know why? Because that offensive line, that strategy, is what gave you the great wall at Dallas. It gave you all the great 90s offensive lines. That was the prototype. They should be in the Hall as a group for what they meant. That means... George Stark, Mark May, Bostic, Jacoby. Who am I missing? The group. So you do Fred Dean, Riley yeah. McKenzie, Jim Lachey, R.C. Tillman, um, yeah. all those guys. Doc Walker, uh, 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 Donnie Warren. Don Warren. Everybody. The whole group should go in. They should have bust in the hole because of just how oh. influential and impactful that they are. But because it's a group, I think they would do some kind of they wouldn't do each of the people. They would do the whatever the name is. Like so, the hog. So maybe there's a hog um, bus that goes into the Hall of Fame instead of um, those individual people. I'll because take it. the group. It's the group, not the thing. I'll take it. But they should be recognized and should be enshrined in the hole. And yes, Rose, Craig was the first with a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing in the same year. Dog. So if I had to pick a coach, I got to pick Alex Gibbs because every run game is based off his run game. It's off the cut blocking. It's off the wide zone. And my apologies to you now, KG. But Joe Gibbs ruined Clinton Portis. He tried to make him a power back. Yeah, he, he tried to make him something he wasn't. Yeah, it yeah. shortened his career. But. I'll say this about Clinton Porters. I've been waiting. I've been wanting him to do this for quite some time, even though I know he's. That? You know what? Hold on. Because I'm thinking about Clinton Porters to Joe Gibbs. He should say, I can't make you love me because you won't. You know what I want Clinton Porters to do? I've been That's wanting him to do it for the longest. I've been wanting him to come out, play one game, get that 10,000 yard rushing plateau. Now you can't deny him the Hall of Fame. Well, you can because they're denying there's other guys that have 10,000 yards that aren't in the hole yet. So he they, he got to wait. Who who who, who has 10,000 yards? There's, there's somebody with 10,000. Um, is Edron James in? Yes. Okay. Then that's what, all right. So then they got me. Uh, Jamal Lewis, Ricky Waters, Warren Jamal Dunn. Lewis ain't in. No. Ricky's not in. Uh, Warren not in. Shady's not in. Corey Dillon's not in. Corey Dillon can't even get into the Bengals Hall of Fame. Steven Jackson, uh, Fred Taylor. Dude. When, when Joe Gibbs got hired, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. There was no there's no way this team should not see Joe come in with his playbook and called whoever it was at 15-14, traded up, and got Steven Jackson. 
Steven Jackson is the back that he should have had instead of Clinton Portis. Agreed. That's, that's just my personal – like that whole draft, I was screaming, just move, let's get Steven Jackson, let's run the ball because we're going to run the ball with the coach. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do this thing. I'm sorry. I'm, it's late. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I got you. Uh, let, let me ask you this. When we Since we're talking about running backs, you think Frank Gore will make it first ballot? No. Number three all-time in Russia? No. He's going to be one of those guys that he's going to have to get in. The class is going to have to fall right, and it's going to have to be enough receivers and everybody else, and then they have to take him as the running back. So I see him in three years, maybe four. Excuse me, because I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm looking from – let's just go one through ten. You got Emmett, Peyton, Frank Gould's number three, Barry Sanders, AP, Adrian Peterson's first ballot, uh, Curtis Martin, LaDainian Thomason, both Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett. Now, out of everybody in that in in, in that top ten, that, that whoever's eligible is in there. Oh, yeah. It's when you get to eleven to twenty-five that it gets shaky because you have your Fred Taylor, Stephen Jackson, Corey Dillon, Shady McCoy. I never knew Shady McCoy had ten thousand yards rushing. He actually has eleven. Yeah. Work done, Ricky Waters, and I would love to see Ricky Waters go in the Hall of Fame. God, I would love to see that. I'm I'm selfish. Yeah, that's that Golden Domer. Yeah, that's why. And like they were talking about it on uh, Twitter, and they was like Bob Kuchenberg. I was like, yeah, from Notre Dame, played in Miami. What? I would love to see Kuchenberg go in. But we're gonna have to wait, and I think it's gonna be a very biased. Uh, hall induction, so that's that. We come to that part of the show. Let's wrap that shit up, B. Wrap it up. MLB trade deadline. What is your thoughts, my sir? My good sir. So I think Baltimore has to move a couple of these young college bats. Get them a um, get them a, a starter, get them a, at least a, a, a one or a two. And only reason I say you only get one is because I think Baltimore has to hold out hope that their young stud Grayson Rodriguez can can prove to be a, a mid rotation starter. Um, he comes up once the break is over, so this is his time to shine, and they got to get something out of him. I think their bats are tremendous, and with the young guys they brought up, they're going to be fine. Washington? Washington needs to go ahead and try to move everything that ain't nailed down. Uh, the only question they need to ask is, what what do they think of Lane Thomas? Because personally, I would move Lane Thomas because he's having the best season he's ever had. Um, he's doing his John Legend, best he ever had. Um this is this is the moment to sell him. He's at his highest. He's got his best value. And then you got to sell, sell Jamer Candelaro. And in one of those two deals, you got to find a kid to play third base. Maybe you go with Ildemaro Vargas. Maybe you get somebody that's a friends player in one of these organizations. But you you got you to gotta get something to be a piece going forward out of those two guys. Um, they, I mean, you got to think about it. You winning already because – for Lane Thomas, you gave up John Lester, who barely finished off the season. I think he retired at the end of the season. So you got this kid who's right now probably should have been an all-star, and he's never played like this before. So the question is, what do you see him as? And the reason I'm comfortable with moving him is because you just drafted Dylan Cruz. You have James Wood. You got a kid like like Robert Hassel in the system. You got some guys that – and you got Stone Gary. So you got some guys that – I think Garrett can replace Lane Thomas. They're both fringe four guys, maybe on a playoff team, and they'll be playing number three outfield and role for you for right now while you get your team together. So that's that's how I see that. And then um, there's a team in New York that wears pinstripes. Um, I think they need to get them. Talk to me nice. Nah, dog. See, see, whenever I try to talk Yankees, I'm trying to be sincere. I'm trying to be helpful. You give me this look like I'm going to say something off the hook and off the wall. We're, we're doing team construction, team building. 
I'm here for you, KG. Help me help you. Talk to me nice. Right? Help me help you. All right. I'm out here every day breaking my back for you. Help me help you. So honestly, I think the Yanks, um, they need to get an arm because I don't think Kerman is going to keep up after the perfect game. Uh, I think you got Cole, uh, Severino, and I think you need somebody else in that mix. And then I think you need a position player because right now your outfield is still struggling. And John Carlos Stanton is hitting, what, 240? He's not really hitting well right now. Judge is still out hurt. So you got to find something. You can't keep um, putting Kyle, India, Kali, whatever the dude's name is from Texas, the, the um, infielder, in left field and letting him have balls, um, baseballs fly over his head. Like, you got to do something better than that. You got to have a better plan. Even if you go somewhere and get somebody's fourth outfielder, you need somebody that can actually play the outfield and just not like not give up runs because that's where the Yankees are now. They can't give up runs because their pitches aren't outside of cold. Everything else is kind of a um, show. Um, what's the dude that was um, Nestor? I think he's kind of having a down year. So, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I don't I don't remember the the same hoopla about him like it was last year. So I think they need to make some moves um, to show up some things. And then once everybody comes back, they make that push late. I mean, they're what fourth in the AL East right now. So they're but they're not far back. So they can make a move. I mean, all they need is a hot July. I mean, not a hot July, but a hot August, and and all this changes. The only problem with the downside for them is with the new baseball schedule. You don't get those eighteen games against teams in your division. I think you only get twelve or thirteen. So it's a little bit harder to make up games in the. Um, you know, during the season or as you play teams. But the team to look out for is the Miami Marlins. Because the Miami Marlins show up anything else they have, and they got the talent to do it. The Marlins could be real dangerous. So that's it for me on the trade deadline. I'm going to say I this. Think, I think I was pretty nice to you. I don't think I said anything bad. No, but you. it seemed like you always bring up they fourth in the division. They fourth in the division. That's I all you ever talk about, man. I knock all this shit the fuck over. I am a respectable journalist, and I'm trying to give people information. I can't hope if the information says that he's in fourth. It's not me. That's not a me thing, KG. It's not something I'm doing. It's what the Yankees are doing to you. Don't blame me. You like borderline Malika Andrews, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, oh. Well, we miss anything? Huh? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think we got everything. All right, I'll take that. Uh, man, that's it. Under an hour. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Uh, oh, thank you to our sponsor. Not a goddamn person. Sign <laughs> up. Woo. <sighs> I ain't, I'm not even mad with it. I'm paying. Uh, I'll pay the fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm. We 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 we'll, we'll announce what we're gonna do on Saturday. I think Saturday is a travel day, so okay. may have to get the the midnight ride and everybody else see if we can sit down and I don't know. We might even game a little bit. Jump on the PS4 and play some division and talk trash to each other. I don't know. Do something. Maybe the, the, the Midnight Rider can stream some MLB and see what he's doing. Uh, I haven't played MLB, man. Oof, ooh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I think man. I said like MLB 20. I don't even, I don't even think I updated yet, man. Got 19. Stick I think, I think I gotta, I gotta get the Windex or whatever. Nah, my kid plays it, so it's not, it's not completely like buried under a pile of dust. But it, oof, it's close. Uh, not a problem, Ross. Uh, thank you. You make the show better, man. Y'all, the comments and stuff, man. That, that's what makes the show flow. Love it. So we got to get on up out of here. Y'all have a good night. Y'all know our motto, baby. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. <laughs>